Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television license fee. This is the Be Loud Glade, a series of experimental podcasts presenting views and opinions about the Irish contemporary poetry scene from the vantage points of both page and stage, that is, from publishing and performance. Each program also includes a contemporary poem set to specially composed music. In this edition, we hear first from Patrick Cotter, poet and head of the Munster Literature Centre, followed by the poem Bingo Bus by poet Leland Bardwell and voiced by Amelia Clark Stewart with music by Roger Gregg. One of the frustrations I have is when a very good poet on the page doesn't come across as very good live as a reading. For the older generation, the biggest sin is to read the poem in a, you know, uh, an emotionless monotone. And that used to actually be what was required back in the, the 80s and 70s. You know, you'd be frowned upon if you tried to put any sort of actually spin on it. But today it just isn't, it doesn't wash. You know, audiences want to be entertained and they, they, they need poems delivered with feeling. There's a lot of people out there who care about how, how badly poets read in public. Because I think, um, you know, slam poetry and performance poetry has sh- shaken the whole whole game up for the better. You don't have to be qualified, but you do have to, you do have to invest a little amount of time. You know, I mean, people talk about poetry being elitist. What do they mean by it being elitist? Uh, you know, it isn't elitist by social class because there's enormous amounts of poetry, brilliant poetry, available for free on the internet now. You go into a second-hand bookshop and they're usually in the, you know, some box at the back selling for one, one or two euros. So when people say poetry is elitist, they can't mean it's uh, elitist by, by social or economic class. So what do they mean? They usually mean that it's, uh, you know, it's uh, done by some sort of high priesthood uh, in some mysterious way, which is uh, inaccessible to them. If you want to understand poetry, all you have to do is invest maybe... 20, 30 minutes a day reading poems. And, you know, you can get it on the internet. You can read it on your phone. You can do it while you're on your on your bus commute these days because they've got free internet on, on bus airing. Um, there's just no excuse for labelling poetry as some sort of arcane, mysterious, inaccessible object. But you do have to care about it. Uh, and you do have to invest time in, in learning the conventions. You know, if there's an elite keeping you from appreciating poetry, that elite is you. Because you're the elite who's deciding not to spend time reading a poem on a daily basis. You know, that's the only thing that's stopping people from appreciating and and learning to like poetry. I mean, like, for God's sake, who likes a cigarette the first time they take it up? Who likes whiskey the first time they taste it? You know, there's, there's something to be said about acquired tastes. Not everybody needs to make poetry their thing, but for people who cling to care about it and who feel who say they're alienated from it I'm giving you the solution just read, invest some time every day in reading some new poem my personal preference is divided in two basically one is where the language has a texture and a music to it, it's very important to me that somebody is aware that they're dealing with a medium that has a life beyond the mere conveyance of meaning that, you know, that it actually has a texture of its own. The most common example would be to give Gerald Manley Hopkins as an example of somebody whose language plays with sound and music. And the way you put the words together is as important as the meaning the words convey. And the other kind is the kind that works with their imagination. 
if you're talking about boring everyday details of life and boring everyday language, it's going to be boring. So it's to be some sort of, uh, you know, turning off the road from conventional speech for it to be poetry and for it to be interesting poetry. The way language is used in hip-hop is extremely conservative and reactionary. It's locked into a, well, it's locked into a convention that's very conservative and which uh, resists innovation and usually fails to surprise because it's used like just, you know, da 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 da, da you know, except a different da da, except a different rhythm. Very simple language, full rhymes. I mean, like the, the rhymes we've heard a thousand million times before. You know, like it's it's just conventional reactionary language. There's a mass out there who want to consume a culture which opens itself for them instead of even requiring them to either put a hand out and push the door or even put a hand into their pocket and take out a key and turn the key to open the door. You just have to invest something of yourself to get the best out of life. Just because something sells well doesn't mean that it's well made or, or, or is good. In Kilnardin there was nothing. Nothing. But near our town there was the bingo bus. The bingo bus. Ah, oh, the bingo bus. Nearer to thee, my God, the bingo bus. And striped the willow they played with the driver, trust the conductor, danced turkey in the straw. The bingo bus. The bingo bus. The bingo bus. The bingo bus, the bingo bus, the bingo bus. Every Thursday without fail, the ladies rode on the bingo bus. And booze before bingo and after, and loads of booze in between. Returning late from bingo, they ate the conductor whole. We in Kilnardin wanted oh so much to have a bingo bus of our own. The bingo bus, the bingo bus, the bingo bus. Authorities begged and begged on our knees, TDs were hammered, we marched, made flags, went on hunger, strike outside the doll. You lot aren't ready for bingo. You've only been here a year. You must have lots more babies before you deserve a bingo bus. So every year to the clinic, three out, one in, four out, one in, but still no bingo bus. The bingo bus, the bingo bus, the bingo bus. I had to leave Kilnard and wearied for making flags, marching and lobbying and having kids. So I moved right into a hotel, St. Brendan's is its name. I make sanitary towels for bingo players. I do my bit for bingo players. I'm on the ball for bingo players. I'm saving up for bingo. I'm saving up for bingo. The bingo bus, the bingo bus, the bingo bus. That was Leland Bardwell's poem, The Bingo Bus, published by Dallas Press and set to music composed and performed by Roger Gregg and voiced by Amelia Clark Stewart, with additional vocals from Juliet Crosby. Find out more about Leland Bardwell at DedalusPress.com and all about Pat Cotter at PatrickCotter.ie.
Originally broadcast by RTE Lyric FM and funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland, Roger Gregg's Be Loud Glade is a dead medium production with executive producer Gareth Stack. You lot aren't ready for bingo. (laughs) Just give me a second.